Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me as always is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? Ellen, it's going great. Good. That's as, just a short, sweet, great. I was going to say, great. That's pretty boring for you, to be honest. <laughs> it's Everything is super duper fantastic. Super duper. Okay, so today we are going to be talking about Let's Get Textual by Tegan Hunter. And later we're going to share some of your very own meat cutes. Uh, but first, Mom, what have you been reading? Okay, Ellen, here's what I've been reading. Okay, the last one we did was Hate to Want You, right? That mm-hmm. was the last full episode we did. So after that, I read Kill the Queen, which was our yes. mini episode. Yes. Then I finished that series. I read Wrong to Need You. I read Hurts to Love You. Okay. All of which I enjoyed thoroughly. Okay. And everybody calm down. The sex was not that over the top in those books. <laughs> so I did fine. Um, then I read Let's Get Textual, our book for today. Mm-hmm. And now I'm, in fact, I'm almost done with the... Um, How to Date a Dragon book that was recommended by our listener, Jason. Um, and can I just say, thank you, Jason. I'm enjoying it. It's silly, but it's fun. It's, uh, there's not a lot of buildup. It's just like, bam, we're having da- dragon sex, like now, and it's happening. <laughs> and um, it, so it's pretty crazy. But Jason must know me because let me tell you about this Audible book. <laughs> oh. Ellen. I'm not even joking. This guy's voice is... <laughs> Seriously. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's very gravelly, very luscious. It's, it's... Is it accented? Well, he does have a little bit of a Cajun accent. Yeah. But mostly it's just deep and growly. And Jason, thank you so much. <laughs> Dude gets me. <laughs> Um, it's so, beyond delightful. It's, well, it's nice. Let me just okay. say, I could use some adjectives that would super embarrass you, but yeah, it's a nice voice. <laughs> um, so I actually have a book that I read this time, other than our, our books that we read for the show. I read Space by Penny Reed, which is the second in her, like, essentially three-part book of Law of Physics. Um, And you all are going to be shocked because it's a Penny Reed book, but I loved it. Um, It's really good. (laughs) And, um, yeah, I don't want to say too much, but I'm just so anxious to see where this goes with the next, with the third and final part of the book. Um, But they're really cute, the couple. Um... Also, I, like, just before we started recording, I started reading Hookshot, and I'm already obsessed. Her writing (laughs) is just, Hookshot by Kennedy Ryan, her writing is just so good. Like, I literally read the first paragraph, and I was like, dang, girl, like, she's just so good. And, um, yeah, it's, I just, I love her, and I'm so excited for this book, so... Um, and I should mention that the How to Date a Dragon book is by Mo- Molly Harper, because yes. I didn't mention that. But Because um, we did read another, like, How to Date a Dragon book 
We read like eight rules for like dating. Carolyn Sparks. Yeah. Yeah. So different different series. Yeah. But yes, I also love Kennedy Ryan. I also have that on my TBR and um, list. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't want to read it at the same time as you because it jacks up my Kindle. It jacks, yeah. We always have to, like, one of us has to read in airplane mode because it, <laughs> like, throws off everything. Um, okay. So today we are going to be talking about Let's Get Textual by Tegan Hunter. It is the first book in her text series. It is followed by I Want to Text You Up, Can't Text This, and Text Me Baby One More Time. Her title game is on point. Let's, like, <laughs> let's give her that. I'm noting a theme. <laughs> yeah. Um, this book was recommended to us by listeners Melina, Noya, and Kathy. Um, so this is the little description that I wrote for this one. Fresh off a recent breakup, Delia finds herself receiving text messages from a wrong number, but these text messages turn into more than your average new phone, who dis, message. Uh, <laughs> Delia soon finds herself waiting by her phone for texts from her mystery wrong number guy, Zach, and they begin an intense flirtmance over text. Eventually, meeting in person does nothing to deter their fireworks, and the two begin dating. Can this flirtmance turn into a real romance? Uh, spoiler alert. It do. It does. Um, so, Mom, what did you think of Let's Get Textual? It was cute. It was a cute little, kind of silly, but fun little read. It was a quick read because it was almost all dialogue. And so mm-hmm. even though it was, you know, 300 plus pages, it went very fast because... yeah. None of the sentences went all the way to the end of the page. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so yeah, it was a quick, fast read. It was cute. It felt a little young to me, mm-hmm. but, um, and simple. It was a pretty simple book, but yeah. it was cute. It was just a fun little romantic romp. Yeah. Um, Okay. <laughs> So, um, did I hate reading this book? No, it, it was fun. It's, it's enjoyable. Like you said, it's cute. Did I love this book? No. (laughs) Um, that's just me personally. We'll get into like some of my issues, but I think, um, to me it was like, um, you know, like when you're eating a four course meal and you need something to cleanse your palate before you go into another rich mm-hmm. dish. Mm-hmm. It's like that thing that cleanses your palate before you go into a rich dish. Yeah. I, I get that. We're going to get into this, but for me, my biggest hang up was that, uh, and mom's going to have opinions when I say this, but none of it felt like supernatural to me. It didn't seem, um, like, a lot of the ways that they interact don't seem like how real people interact. and People who just text and never call each other? That kind yeah, of interaction? That does, yeah. <laughs> that seems weird to you? <laughs> no, that doesn't seem weird to me. <laughs> we'll get into it. but Well, and there were things, there were issues that I had too, but with that kind of stuff. Because just some of it is like, really? Anyway, yeah. we'll talk about that more. But yeah. I had issues, but it didn't take me out of the book as much as it did you. 
Yeah. Mom and I have kind of already voiced our... We had to keep saying, we got to stop talking about it. We got to stop talking about it. Yeah. Um, and for me, it it was cute, but sometimes it was like... I know that there are people out there that love Gilmore Girls, but I personally can't ever get into Gilmore Girls because it's like they know that they're cute and funny and it annoys me. And so with this book, I kind of felt the same way. Like they know that they're being cute and funny and it annoys me. (laughs) And yeah, that's... Well, it's like almost because our problem with Gilmore Girls, because we've discussed this before as well, is that it... um, they know they're being cute and funny, and they try so hard to be cute and funny all the time. Yeah. It's just like yeah. a con- a continuous barrage of cute and funny. Yeah, and, and I know it's like too. it's very much. I know that that's like sacrilege, especially with my generation, to not like Gilmore Girls. Oh, I and we've had that. so many people that have said, "You and your daughter have such a good relationship. You're gonna love, you Gilmore, love Girls. Gilmore Girls." And I'm like, like "No, no, because we're not <laughs> cute like that. We're not. <laughs> they are not snarky enough." <laughs> Um, I'm trying to decide if I want to get into questions or if I want... Let's just get into questions and some of okay. this stuff will come up as I go. And we'll we tear go. it apart as we go. <laughs> no, I'm going to try not to do that. Um, well, what do- I actually, I think I enjoyed it more than you did, so... I agree with that. So what did you think of Delia as our heroine? Delia was cute. She was... She, I liked Delia. She was cute. She was funny. She, um... She uh, didn't seem to, I don't know, here's what bugged me. She, like, she started texting this guy out of the blue mm-hmm. and never got around to asking him how old he was. He could have been, a, like, a oh 60-year-old. my <laughs> gosh. Okay, so you guys know that I currently have, like, a texting relationship. But it was, like, set up by other people. There is no yeah, way Yeah, you're welcome, in- by the way. Okay, stop. Anyway, what? <laughs> there is no way in hell that these two people would be texting this stuff to each other. Especially, they jump in pretty quickly. With the into, flirty and the, oh, are we going to sex now? Oh, and, yeah, exactly. And they do that all very quickly. And it takes them, like, a long time to figure out how old each other are. And I'm like, no, sir. That's not... Yeah. How that seems like one work. of the first questions out of your mouth because you don't want, um, you know, a six-year-old guy in a tank top sitting yeah. in his basement texting you weird, lascivious things. It's just, that's just not how it would work. I mean, like, they, they send each other pictures and, um, like, they're starting to get, like, fractions of faces and things like that. But... I don't know. I don't know. I just, I, I just don't buy it. He goes out and buys a goat because she wants a goat before she's even asked him, how old are you? You know, what do you do for a living? <laughs> what, are you a serial killer? Are you, I mean, yeah. it just seems like there's certain and questions that would come and up. And they're already texting about like boners and stuff like that before they've even figured out. Like, I mean, I guess they, I guess one of the first things they do is talk to each other on the phone and you can sort of get an idea of like, okay, this person doesn't sound like they're 80, but I don't know, but still. I'm with you, sister. That seemed odd to me. Yeah. So Delia, 
she's fine. <laughs> she's cute. Um, she just, I don't, it's just that thing. I don't, I just have a problem with this, like, um, and she's got kind of like cool girl, like, I'm so cool. She doesn't think that she, well, I don't know. I don't even know how to say this. She does, it's not like she thinks that she's cool, but it's like, I'm so cool. Let's just like get right into boner talk and I'm like, super sassy. That's her thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a sassy girl. Look at me be sassy. The, yeah. um, which is, uh-huh. I know it bothered you more than bothered me. Yeah. Um, are we going to talk about the problem at the end? Is that a different, a separate question? Yeah, that's a separate question. Okay. Then I won't bring up the problem at the end because I, I had a problem other, with the problem at the end. My other thing with Delia is she, they start kind of like dating and such. And she has this line where she says, what is, what if I'm doing exactly what I did with Caleb, taking a friendship and making it into more when that special spark isn't there? And I'm like, Seriously, you don't think that you guys have a special spark? Like right away, they are hardcore. Well, like, and she flirting, um, and like to the point where it's not believable. But anyway, that's just me. Well, and she talks a lot about you know how this is different than Caleb, and I feel the fireworks right away, and da 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 da. And then she's like, "Well, what if I'm doing the same thing I did with Caleb?" Well, you've already explained that it's not the same as it was with Caleb yeah, because so. you feel differently than you did when you started yeah. with Caleb. So, yeah. Sorry. I'm going to, I'm trying to like tone down my bitch meter on this book because <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just, it. there's things about it that got my goat. Oh my gosh. I was about <laughs> oh, to say I see that. what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. What did you think of Zach as our hero? <laughs> um, <laughs> I know what bugged you about Zach. Yeah. Uh, so say what you... <laughs> Liked about Zach. Zach was fine. I'll, t- I'll tell you what I loved about Zach is I loved how nerdy he was because we love nerdy. And yeah. um, I but did like he all was the- like so hot of a Stop. nerd. It's like- my turn. Shush. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I did like all the pop culture references and I liked yeah. all of that stuff. Um, so, you know, I was all into that. Now, mm-hmm. Ellen, what bothered you about Zach? Okay, first of all, the nerd thing. I we like that he's a hot nerd, but they don't exist. <laughs> In <Okay>. my experience, <laughs> no, they do. It's just that like we've been to Comic-Con. your brothers might be offended by that comment, but okay. <laughs> no, I mean whatever. Um, okay, my problem with Zach is he spends the entire book talking about what hot shit he is. And, like, I get that he's joking and stuff like that, but I got to the point where I'm like, dude, chill. Like, we get it. You think you're hot, and that's cool, but let's, like, take it down a peg. Yes. And my comment to you was, I do that all the time. (laughs) Yeah, mom does do that all the time. (laughs) But mom also thinks her shit don't stink. Actually, that's not true. Well, <laughs> that's a whole other conversation. But <laughs> that's getting too TMI for the podcast. But, but I have a problem with humility. I will be the first to admit. Yeah, that's very um, true. But with me, it's pretty obvious that it's jokey. 
And I also will knock myself down pretty regularly as well. Yeah, he got to the point where it was like, like the first couple times it's like charming and endearing, but then it's like, you actually think that you are like super hot and like God's gift to women and I need you to like chill, take it down, (laughs) take it down a notch. Well, it didn't bother me as much as it bothered you, but you know, he was, he was being funny and quirky and. Okay, so let's talk about their banter. Okay. Because this book was recommended to us based on on the banter, because we make no ifs, ands, or buts about how much we love banter and cute, witty, funny banter. Um, So what did you think of the banter in this book? And then how did you... Well, okay, yeah, we'll just address that question first. Um. For the most part, I thought it was cute and it was fun. It was easy to read because it yeah. went—it was all text messages, so it was a quick, quick read. Um, I do think uh, so. Here's a thing that would have helped, and and this would have helped. The last problem that we were complaining about with Zach is, yes, they're joking around about how great he is and yada yada yada, and that's mm-hmm. it's cute and funny. But there was never a point where they had like a soulful conversation. There, mm-hmm. there was no. It was all witty banter. I mean, there was no. Yeah. Um, like a deep conversation about their relationship or how they really feel or. Yeah. yeah, I joke around about being good looking, but really, this is you know I have this insecurity or there was no soulful conversation about anything. Yeah. So I think that that may have helped alleviate some of the other, you know, problems that we had. But yeah, it was all witty banter. I mean, it was all this yes. play off each other. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. I also, <laughs> and maybe this is, uh, I'm trying to decide how much I want to get into this. Um, I I think it also just bugged me because none of it felt like how normal people talk. And it was all just like, look at how quick-witted and funny we are. And people get those shots in, like they get those witty comments in, but that's not real. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, and that's probably what I'm trying to say too, is that, you know, yeah, you can spar like that now and then, but if you're really trying to have like establish a relationship with someone, you need to have some conversations about, you know, that are a little more deep and. Yeah. Well, and, um, I, you guys know I'm currently base. I mean, this is basically, I'm in a texting thing. Mm. And, um, (laughs) and this had me questioning, like, were we supposed to have been talking about boners, like, after a week? Like, is that... (laughs) um, And, like, are we supposed to be, like, this lively and jovial, like, all the time? (laughs) Because we're not, A. Um, But do you know what I mean? Like, it just, none of it felt, it, it was, like, too quick and witty. And none of it felt natural to me. I, I, I could see that. 
do you think that I need to evaluate my texting relationship based on how I'm feeling about this? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> do you? <laughs> uh, it did have me like, am I doing this wrong? Like, what's- I kept highlight. I knew Ellen was reading after me, and so I kept yeah. highlighting stuff <laughs> so yeah. she could see that would stand out to her about her relationship that made me think of her and her texting relationship. Yeah. Um, so how did you find the texting in this book? And did you like the format, etc.? Like I like the format because it was easy to read. Um, yeah. <laughs> and this might be what you, you might bring this up later. But the thing I liked about the texting format, it was easier than reading the dialogue format. Okay, so let's get into this. Um, so... We've talked about before on the show that I do, I like, I like using texts and like emails and things like that as a format. I think it's cute. I think it is authentic to, you know, a lot of how we communicate and such today. I think maybe it's relied on a, a bit too heavily here. Um, but the thing is, is reading this, I, I, commiserate with her a bit I can tell that she's so I've I've dabbled in in writing um novels and such and um I struggle I'm I feel like I am good at writing dialogue and I'm not as good at writing story story and like exposition and like description and things like that and I feel like she might be in the same boat just based on how she writes these texts and how she writes dialogue. Because here's the problem. When it's just dialogue in this book, it's only the dialogue without giving any, without giving really much of any sense of place, any sense of who is talking, because (laughs) she'll just have like, dialogue right after one right after the other and it's like i i get a lot there's several i can't even say few several times in this book where i was reading dialogue and i'm like who the hell is talking right now and it would be like three people talking and you have no sense of like who's Who's saying saying what what? that um and they don't have distinct because they're both especially because these two are both so like cute and bantery they don't really have distinct voices unless it's somebody saying, like, I'm so hot. Then you know that that's that. But. <laughs> well, and I would literally read a whole, like, page of dialogue and then say, oh, wait. I was thinking in my head completely yeah. the opposite of who was speaking. And so then I'd have to go back and reread it because I didn't realize till the end who, who had been, you know. And maybe that's, like, our – maybe this is just on us, but both of us – made comments on this when we were reading it and I just yeah there was just and you also never kind of in the same vein you don't get much of a sense of I was saying like sense of place but you don't get much of a sense of who they are as people other than cute and funny well they never do describe her I mean she's hardly she's got brown hair and that's really pretty much all we know yeah yeah and a good ass, apparently. Apparently. But he also has a good ass. Apparently. I couldn't keep track of who's got 
a good ass in that relationship. They both did, Ellen. <laughs> as, it's as an the- asthmatic relationship. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, so what did you think of their conflict? Okay. If I had a problem with the book, this was the main problem I had with the book. I mean, yeah. I had little problems throughout, you know, we've discussed, but... Yeah. Um, here's my problem with... So... What happens? I'm, I'm interested to see whose side you take in this because I have an opinion on that. But continue. Okay. So what happens is they're going hot and heavy. She's gone home with him for the weekend for Thanksgiving to his family's mm-hmm. house, mm-hmm. and she finds out while she's there that someone has posted a nude picture of her on the internet or been and sending the same, it around. And it's the same nude picture that she like Gave, sent him the day before or something. So immediately she goes in the bathroom and sobs. Because she just, I can't trust him. I can't believe he did this. Mm -hmm. So here's this guy that she's gotten pretty tight with. Mm -hmm. And then she, you know, goes back to bed. And then the next morning says she wants to go home and has him take her home. For, I mean, there's hours here where she never even mentions this to him. Mm -hmm. And then she blows up at him. Doesn't even let him explain anything. Mm-hmm. Blows up, says, we're done, I'm out of here, I can't believe you did this, and storms away. Now, here's here's my thinking. What rational pe- person would not, when they see the picture, immediately just turn to him and say, WTF? Yeah. <laughs> How did this end up on the internet? It just seems to me, it seems to me that, it just seems rational to me that you would just turn and say, how did this picture that I sent to you and only you wind up on the internet? I mean, either he's going to laugh and say, I thought it would be funny, which would be horrific. Um, Or, you know, I have no idea. And you can kind of say, yeah, sure. You had no idea. I could see them at least getting in a fight over that, but she didn't even give him an ounce of time to explain this thing, especially when she was, already falling in love with him and already thought he was this great guy. And it just seems like you would give him at least a heartbeat to explain, you know, his side of the story. Okay. I concur with everything you're saying, but neither of them acted like rational human beings in this situation. Because the thing is, is she does say to him, like, this picture that I sent you ended up, being like shared around now, like the whole school has seen this naked picture of me and like, I can't believe you would do that. And then he just gets pissed and is like, I can't believe you would think that of me and like walks away. It's him that walks away. And that's true. You're right. And the thing is, is like, she had every right to like be pissed that this picture I think you're right in that she should have been like, how did this happen? Like, let's figure this out. Because if you did that, then like, screw you. But if we're done. Yeah. But if not, then like, I want to know what happened. Um, But the fact that she face, she confronts him with like this picture that I sent to you only is now being shared with a ton of people. And he's like, how dare you think that of me? And it's like, how dare this happen? Like, what else is she supposed to think? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I get it. Yeah, and so I I see what you're saying, but I was more pissed with him 
because it's like, okay, the thing is, is if you were confronted with that as like a human being, you'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm so like, he doesn't even acknowledge the fact that there's this naked picture of her that now a ton of people are seeing. He doesn't even say, I am. I can't believe this. I'm mortified I'm that this so happened. I'm so sorry yeah. that this Let's happened figure this to you. Out. Yeah. He's just like, how dare you think that of me? And walks away. Well, and, yeah, you're right. They both handle it extremely yeah. poorly. Like, yeah. like, no person on the planet would handle it that way. No, exactly. No. <laughs> I think that's... <laughs> and when you say that, I think that's my main problem with this book, is that... Most things that happen in this book, I'm like, no person would hand. This is not, this is not real to how neither people one of these are rational to handle it. No, n- none of and this. Then like they didn't even talk about it for like over a week, no. or two, and like <laughs> they just stop talking to each other and like refuse to talk to each other. And it's like the thing is, is he should have been like, I thought on this. I can't believe this happened to you. I'm going this. I did not do this. I'm going to figure out who did this. Right. Um, or she... But no, sh- it was her ex-boyfriend who did that. Yeah. Bless his heart. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I know. I, they both just handled it stupid. And, yeah, I don't know. Well, especially, I don't know, for him, because, like, he's the 25-year-old in the relationship. She's 21. So, I don't know. It just seems like one of them would be a little more, you know, hey, let's figure out how this happened. I don't know. It just seemed like both of them flying off the handle seemed a little ridiculous. Yes. Flying off the handle and going a week without, like, sitting down and, like, logically thinking, okay, maybe I didn't handle that correctly. Because they really didn't. And so, um, yeah. (sighs) Okay. Whew. (laughs) <laughs> Got that out of it. But I know because from what we've talked about previously, though, for the most part, that was my biggest hang up with the book. The rest of it was just cute and whimsical and silly. Um, you had a bigger problem with other parts of the book than I did. Yeah. And listen, we haven't even gotten to my list of things yet of in this book where I was just like, are you serious right now? Um, <laughs> There's more? Like, yeah, Ellen. <laughs> yeah. You know, our podcast isn't that long. <laughs> Okay, so my next question. Um, I think I have come to the realization that new adult as a genre is no longer for me. And I don't know if it's... I mean, I don't even think it's... I think I can read a romance between two people that are in their early 20s and still find that cute and adorable. But there's just something about the new adult genre that seems to be and the thing is is they get like if you go on goodreads all of these like i've because i've read several new adult books that have crazy high ratings and reviews and then i read them i'm like seriously this is this is the book that everybody's raving about and i think it's just because of what we're talking about is that they are either the characters are written or the story itself is just they just fight over dumb stuff and are dramatic for 
no reason, which I guess is inherent to the early 20s experience. (laughs) But I don't even think that's inherent to, like, early 20s experience. Not that I had any personal experiences, but I don't know. Like, even my friends, I was like, I don't feel like people necessarily always behave like this. So how did you find, sorry, this, that was my new adult rant. So how did you find reading this age group? And cause you don't have much experience reading new adult. I don't no, think, I, right. As far as I know, this is the only one I've ever read. Yeah. Um, like I said, it was, it was cute. They, it seemed young to me and I'm not sure if that's cause of the way it was written very simply like you said there wasn't a lot of description there wasn't a lot of so it was a very simple writing style um so it seemed young to me i mean i could see a high school kid writing this as a you know paper sorry (laughs) is that rude (laughs) it's just that there isn't a lot of um depth yes depth to the story or depth to the dialogue or depth to the relationship or um yeah it's just it's not uh, like i said they never even had a big deep conversation about anything so yeah i mean even when they get back together it's like oh you okay we're back go. that's adorable Let's yeah get back together like they barely even like i mean yeah they like don't even touch on the fact that his brother is the one that shared this picture. I mean, like, they do, but not to the f- extent that I felt that right. they should. Right, and her par- his parents are there and like, we're so mad at him. Yeah, it's, we're going to, Yeah, you know. Yeah. It's like, uh, I have to live now in this family? By the way, <laughs> he gets his own book. Like, he's book number four. Yeah, and he be better. redemption. He's going to have to do Damon Salvatore redemption style. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I, this is just, this is not the only book that I've read in the new adult genre where I'm just like, maybe it's just not, maybe I'm just not cut out for this anymore. (laughs) (laughs) You're so old, Alan. You're so ancient. (laughs) I've got no patience for it. Um, so let's talk about sex, baby. Hmm. Not much here for how much they talk about it. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Do yeah. I, I feel like I sound prudish, but I need, because th- you guys know that, like, we come from a culture, uh, religiously, that sex is maybe not something that, like, comes up all the time, unless you're in our family, oh, and it, it does. it comes up all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, is this how, is this, I need people to weigh in on this for me if this is how quickly people talk about sex with like a stranger that they start texting yeah like and literally she didn't even know if he was like a 65 year old gross guy in his basement so i need people to weigh in on that for me um so here's my other thing with the sex um so they go to his house for thanksgiving and um they meet his parents he shows her around the house, shows her to where they're going to be sleeping, and they start, like, going at it, like, right away. And I, my thinking is, like, would you really enter, like, this, you, the parent, the home of your boyfriend's parents and, like, instantly start, like, grabbing his penis? Like, banging it out right there. <laughs> I mean, you just 
walked in the door. <laughs> yeah, like they ju- like literally like they met his parents and then they start doing this. And I'm not like, to mention his mom is downstairs making Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, go help his mother make dinner, girl. Yeah. Do you know what I? I was like, I would just be so, especially like meeting the parents for the first time. Like you'd be so cognizant of like, oh, this is like inappropriate or rude or, or yeah. Um, nice to meet you. Bye. We're going to go bang one out. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, this is not, again, this is not how normal people would handle this situation. I just don't get it. Well, now you're just being judgmental, Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sorry if somebody's listening is like they walked into their in-laws house and like automatically started banging one out. But it's like. I just, I just feel like you would be so, like, aware of these new people. I mean, it's people that you literally just met. And it's not and, even like it's his childhood room or something. And it's she was like, even nervous about meeting them because, you know, she's meeting the parents for the first time. Yeah. And, and then she meets them and then, oh, here's first. our bedroom. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> let's do this. Like, I don't even care. I wouldn't even, like, think twice about, like, they're in bed later that night after eating dinner and they start going at it. Like, fine. But they literally walk in in the middle of the day and start having sex in the guest room. Yeah, it's true. That's and how that went down. <laughs> and, Ma, and mom was downstairs making dinner by herself. That's my big thing. Yeah, mom <laughs> I'm hoping like you're that. noticing that. <laughs> Someone go help that mother. <laughs> okay, so let's, let's talk about uh, good before I delve into like my list of grievances so what is your swooniest moment my swooniest moment um (sighs) probably um there's a lot of cute stuff with the goat probably when he ordered pizza to his car that was cute it was cute i mean there's nothing that i just went oh (laughs) I wrote I wrote down this line because and it's right at the very end, right before the epilogue, because they they say this at the very end, and I was like, "That's sweet." Um, but she says, "I could love you one day, Zach." I whisper against his mouth. I think it's too late for me, Delia. And oh, that I, was cute. And I was like, "That's cute. That's funny, I guess." Um. Okay, so. There's a list. Ha- it, it's just, there's just a lot of little, like, interactions in this book where I was like, no, that is not, that's not how normal people. Okay. So she says, they're kind of joking around. She says, did your mother not teach you any manners? And he says, we didn't get that far, dot, dot, dot. What would be your response to that if somebody okay. says that to you? Because she immediately goes to, Oh, his oh, mother, your mother died. Because <laughs> I would have just thought, uh, oh, did oh. you really have to spend a lot of time on some of the other stuff? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Especially with the nature of, like, their, this. I mean, this happens very early on in their texting. Right. And, um, and if somebody had said that to me in a text, I would be like, oh, you're spending too much time on, like, learning how to tie your shoes or something like that? I don't exactly. know. Exactly. Um... Because then she said something about 
or they said something about his mom dying. And I, was, and I had to go back and say, did we, did someone say something about his mom dying? Yes, I, did you. we know that? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> this is, no. And the other thing is, he also probably, because this is so early on in their relationship, he probably would have just been like, said something in reference to his mom, his stepmom, who like, it seems like by all accounts, for the most part, raised him. You know, so it's like, and he calls her mom. So it's like, if you don't want to get into that, he would have just said something about her. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, okay. I do appreciate her calling out Netflix for judging when you're binge watching and they say, are you still watching? It's like, are you still wanting to stop? Stop (laughs) nagging me. Do you want to get up and go for a little walk around the couch? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Netflix is very judgy. Yeah, it's too judgy. Um, At one point, he says, you're still in college? You never mentioned that. And I'm like, "Uh, bitch, yes, she did. (laughs) Because at one point, they were texting, and she said she was, like, in an accounting class. What did he think was going on there? I don't know what he thought, honey. He didn't understand, obviously. Okay. Next, next grievance. Okay. Where the hell, where the hell do these people live? Because there's a restaurant that is based solely on ranch dressing and has 27 different types of ranch dressing. And then I I could get behind that. But there are no like types listed. What exactly is, what do you need in ranch dressing? Um, there's bacon ranch, there's avocado ranch. There's all kinds of different ranch you can have, Ellen. Don't you... Don't you get on your soapbox about ranch dressing. I will not tolerate that. I just don't believe that this restaurant exists. If it does, like, please, like, direct me. I'm, I'm not even, I'm not a huge ranch dress. I mean, like, I like ranch dressing. Well, but. they were very vague about, I mean, there was really no place. There was no, there was never any yeah. kind of. But it's this place where a restaurant dedicated solely to ranch dressing exists and this, uh, like, arcade coffee shop which i know that those kind of exist but there's just a lot of weird things taking place in this town is there such a thing as cinnamon toast crunch coffee probably to be honest i'm not a coffee drinker so i don't know yeah um yeah i don't know um okay my other thing was his parents meet cute where they met at the grief counseling thing it was a little weird okay so, that's, I mean, whatever, they met at, like, grief counseling, that's kind of cute. But their story, because they're both, their names are Jack and Rose. Their story is, she, he says that his name is Jack in the meeting, and then she gets up and says her name is Rose, and he apparently immediately yells out, there was enough room on that board. And I'm like, if somebody yelled that at me, and my name was Rose, I would be like, you have Tourette's, sir. Well, and she's there at a grief counseling meeting, her first meeting. Yeah. And she's introducing herself to this grief counseling. And so he's making fun of the fact that Jack died in the Titanic, which seems <laughs> well, and like, a little if, heartless. <laughs> if I were her, I would not, like, I'm standing up giving, introducing myself out of grief counseling. And this guy who had once upon a time introduced himself as Jack, I would not put together, like, 
oh, my name's Rose, your name's Jack, and now you're yelling things at me about Titanic. Like, do you know what I mean? Yes, I know exactly what I mean. <sighs> I don't know. Um, I thought it was a little strange, too, that I, I had an issue with that. Okay. Um, I have ragged on this book severely. I, I recognize that. <laughs> and I apologize. But there was just a lot of stuff in this book where I was like, no, that's not, people don't, people don't behave in this way. And that's, I think, my biggest, my biggest issue, both with the conflict and just how they interact is none of it felt real in any way to me. I just assume that 20-year-old kids work like, do that. (laughs) I'm not in touch with the new generation. (laughs) But I don't even think... And the, the thing is, is like 20 year old kids sure as hell would not act this way because it's way too quick and witty. Like they wouldn't do that. <laughs> I, I'm well aware, Ellen. <laughs> I don't have um, to tell you. Um, I just thought it was cute. Light. I didn't like that. And I should say it's as much as there was things that bugged me. I did not hate my experience reading the book i i found it some of it was like oh that's humorous oh that's cute oh that's funny but i just couldn't ever and and because like we don't get a super good idea of who they are as people i just couldn't ever like super care about their romance as well yeah there's very little description about them. I mean, he wears glasses and he's got green eyes. Well, not even that, but, like, they just spend each other, like, there's just, they just spend the whole book, like, yucking at each other that they don't, like, get to know each other as people, not even just their physical descriptions. Oh, that's my other problem that happened in this book, <laughs> is, so, he comes to pick her up for the date. Their first date. For their first date. And... They have not seen each other at all, and her roommate answers the door, and she spends, like, a good page or two talking about this um, interaction between, that she is witnessing between Zach and the roommate. And then she's like, I finally look up and take note of Zach's appearance. I'm like, bullshit. If you are in this situation, um, like, and that the thing is, is like, oh, we're finally seeing Zach for the first time. I didn't care what the hell Zoe and Zach were saying to each other. I want to know what he looks like. And we, like, we have to sit through this interaction between Zach and Zoe before you know, she finally looks up and takes note of his appearance. I'm like, uh, no, you did that the second he walked in because you've been texting this guy for a while. You are going to... See, I'd be around the corner with, like, a dental tool trying to look <laughs> yeah, at him. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Using that mirror to kind of see Again, around the corner. not how normal people act. <laughs> okay, so we got, um, actually... We're going to talk about our Facebook group in the break, but um, we got a lot more interaction and thoughts on this book um, on the Facebook group, so I 
don't even have all of these written down that you guys sent in, but I, I wrote down a few of them. Uh, Kimberly said, I thought it was just okay. The crisis between the crisis, quote unquote, between the two leads seemed a little contrived and forced. Yes. Like the nude picture thing came out of nowhere. Um, one of those just talk to him moments that seemed so unrealistic. Also, the heroine was a little too shallow for me. Um, I felt like there were opportunities for some depth of character and the plot that were missed. Are yes. you going to give equal time to people who said they liked the book? Mom, we didn't. Like, honestly, we didn't have that many of those. Okay. I have a cup. I have some that, like, sort of hint at that. Jessica, here's one. She said, I read this back in October and I remember it being a fun, cute, light read. The conflict was a a bit silly slash contrived and I did not care for that part, but I still walked away thinking the book was enjoyable. One thing I am finding that I like in contemporary romances, though, is flirty texting banter. It happens in this book. I I have seen it in other books and I really, I really just enjoy it. Um, Yeah. And like we've talked about before. Well, we really liked like Accidental Tryst. We liked that and they had a lot of cute. Yeah. Texting banter in that. Yeah. Uh, Jay Lee said, um, in the end, I felt it was a great, fun, light read, which made me laugh at some of their interactions. Of course, the hero's dedication to purchasing a goat was hilarious. I thought the goat was cute. That was cute. It was cute. Uh, if not a little unrealistic. But I liked the quirks of their relationship. I did find after a while I would skim through the texting conversations as they were quite long and I didn't feel they really added too much to the storyline. I felt their conflict was extremely weak. Like, come on, mate. Why didn't you just have a conversation with Delia, read the photo, and all would have been solved in two minutes instead of sulking. I'm a practical sort of person. Girl, same. Uh, she says, I finally, I think it's worth mentioning this book and series absolutely support your concept of if the character is described as handsome, hot, he slash she gets their own book. Winky emoji. And (laughs) yeah, that's, yeah, we can pretty much tell who the other books are going to be about. Caleb's going to get a book. Zoe's going to get a book. Well, Caleb, spoiler alert, Caleb and Zoe get the same book. See, let's see. (laughs) And then apparently... (laughs) Steph, was that his name? What was the brother? Shep. Shep. And Robbie is getting gets his own. Yeah, Robbie's too. cute. I thought Zoe and Robbie would end up together. No. Ellis. Look at you. No. Um, okay. So those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts. Mom, any other thoughts on this book? I feel like no. I was super harsh on it. You were. <laughs> I just thought it was a quick, fun little jaunt. I didn't you let stuff take you out of the story more than I let stuff take me out of the story. And maybe that's because you're, you come from more of a writer's standpoint than I come from. Yeah. Um, I just, I come from more of a, will it keep me awake till two in the morning kind of standpoint, finishing it. Um, so I, I didn't hate it. I thought it was cute and fun. I, but like I, I did have some issues with some points of it, but. Yeah. I thought it was cute, but too cute and, <laughs> in some parts yes and just um yeah I, I've said all I need to say <laughs> <laughs> have you tell us some more Ellen <laughs> so those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on let's get textual by Tegan Hunter we would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page our Facebook group which is not your mom's Facebook group 
uh, Goodreads group, our Twitter, which is at NotYourMomsRom, or you can email us at NotYourMomsRomanceBookClub at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like to suggest a book for us to read, um, that I will rag on for <laughs> 40 minutes. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta be careful. Uh, <laughs> we'd love to hear from you. On April 8th, we will be discussing Melt For You by J.T. Geisinger in our next mini episode, which we will be recording in Chicago. Yes, we And will. so that, that mini episode might not be as mini as some of them because we might also get into, like, our weekend in Chicago at KissCon. Um, so for now, we are going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll be talking about your meat cutes. So stay with us. It's time for a break. It's time for a break. The break is when we do the news and mail. Um, so we That's just my... got the just got the generic. Yeah, I can't. I listen. My uh, my extent of I feel like I am pretty good at like mimicking how people sing, but it's hard for me to do it like by myself. Um, okay, so we uh, we just have a couple little messages that we got that I thought I would read and then some news items. Um, Books and Sunrise on Twitter sent us a tweet and she said, uh, thanks to your podcast and despite promising myself I'd wait until I had time, I've fallen down the read romance, Penny Reed, uh, Winston Brothers rabbit hole. It's not excessive to purchase an entire series in Audible and Kindle on the same day, is it? Um, in our experience, no. no. And as I told her, um, Based on re-listens and rereads that we get in with that book, it's that's a good investment. Yeah. So because every now and then we'll be like, eh, I'm going to listen to a Winston Brother book again. Yeah. Um, and then Jason on our Facebook group, he said, uh, I just thought this was a funny little exchange. He said that um, he was waiting for his son and he was sitting in a lobby reading a Danica Dark novel and the lady across from me told me men aren't supposed to read those types of books. So I told her I wouldn't tell if she didn't. And as we told Jason, that's better than I would have responded. Yeah. (laughs) Flipped her off. So that was a good response, Jason. Um, Yeah. And then speaking of the Facebook group. Um, this is our first full episode since we've gotten the Facebook group. Um, it's been a lot of fun so far. We love it and we love getting to kind of interact with you guys more on there. Um, I, I think there's something about closed Facebook groups that just makes people more chatty. (laughs) It liberates people to an extent. True. Um, but go on there. You can see kind of some kind of fun stuff that, uh, we've been doing on there and it's been it's been a good time the facebook group is called not your mom's romance i'm sorry i always want to say that not your mom's facebook group um and then if you search that and are only getting like mommy and me group pages uh you can also search uh n y m r b c which is the initials for our podcast not your mom's romance book club yeah and that will also um that should also pull up the search results if you're searching for it. Um, we are going to be in Chicago next weekend um, for KissCon Weekend Affair, and we're super excited about that. Um, 
And so, yeah, we'll be recording from Chicago next week. And then I also just wanted to give a little shout out. Um, I have a friend that was in a book club with me in when I lived in Austin, Texas. And her and I kind of bonded because we had the same opinions on on books. She wrote a manuscript that I actually did um, an alpha slash beta read for her on. And it's really good. I actually mentioned it a while ago um, on the podcast. Uh, but she was nominated for Arita for Golden Heart. Um, and her name is Rosie uh, Dannon, I think is how she pronounces her last name, um, for her manuscript, Never Have I Ever. The Golden Heart is for unpublished manuscripts. And I'm just really proud of her and so excited for her. And so I wanted to give a little shout out to her and be on the lookout for that book when it inevitably gets published. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about it. But um, so, yeah, so that's all the like news and little messages that we have for this time. Perfect. Anyway, so um, thanks, guys. And we'll see you for the next news and mail. Sounds good. Welcome back. Um, however you may feel about the book, Let's Get Textual has a pretty good meet cute. So we thought it would be fun to hear from y'all on your own meet cutes. Um, I posted on social media with our discussion of Let's Get Textual this coming Monday. We want to hear about your very own meet cute with your significant other or any previous uh, significant other. We've loved hearing more from y'all and incorporating it more into the show. Can't wait to hear your stories, even if your meet cute isn't all that cute. Real ones are fun, too. So you guys delivered and I loved every second of it you got I loved seeing these stories come in because they I was just like heart happy the entire time I was reading them there's something about like how people describe their meat cutes too that's just cute I don't, I don't know it's fun <laughs> okay so Kimberly said um my husband's college roommate was dating my college roommate my roommate was furiously cheating on her boyfriend his roommate Uh, My husband and I just had the 30th anniversary of our first date. They broke up within months of us starting dating. We'll always be grateful for the part they played in introducing us. Yeah, sometimes things have a funny way of uh, working working out like that. They do. Uh, Christy said, I met my husband at a bar with a group of distant but mutual friends. I was myself... uh, I was by myself most of the night, and his first words to me were a sarcastic, well, you're talkative, and that was a huge mistake since I haven't shut up since. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel you on that one, Christy, because I would also be quiet and not talkative in that situation, and then I wouldn't shut up once uh, people got to know me. So, Don't I know it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Amy said, I met my husband on spring break. We were staying in the same hotel in Daytona Beach, Florida, and that's all the detail you're getting. (laughs) (laughs) Spring break stories are always, you know, what happens on spring break stays on spring break. Um, Jessica said, we don't really have a meet cute story. We met in high school, but we were, for the most part, only friends until after I graduated from college. We do have kind of a cute story about me figuring out whether or not he liked me. I moved back to my hometown after college. We started hanging out with mutual friends. I was a bartender at a Mexican restaurant that my husband that my hus 
yeah, hubby didn't like, but he would come in on weeknights and sit at the bar and order a hamburger. I was complaining to a mutual friend that I couldn't figure out if he liked me or not, and she was like, really? He hangs out at a Mexican restaurant where he hates the food and sits at the bar when you are working and orders a hamburger. He likes you. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought that was cute. Uh, Jennifer says, my mother set us up. Not very sexy. Um, I think it's the best way to meet a guy. <laughs> I'm just saying. Mom has opinions on that. And it can it can be totally sexy. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, Jessica said, I met my husband, hubby, when we... When he started working at the law firm where I was working, I remember being excited to meet a fellow Midwesterner in Maryland. I'm originally from Michigan, and he was born and raised right outside of Milwaukee, and then feeling really let down when he said he calls it soda and not pop, which is what I grew up calling it. You weird Midwesterners. Um, So weird. (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, A couple of weeks after meeting, we went on our first date, and Awkward Jess gave him a kiss on the cheek and accidentally said, bye, love you, at the end of the date. (laughs) That, to me, is the cutest part of our origin story. (laughs) That totally sounds like something I would do. (laughs) Bye, I love you. (laughs) Um, Jason said, uh, single... Our singular male listener, Jason, uh, met my wife online, met her for a date on a Friday night, went out again Saturday night, then ate dinner at her house on Sunday night. I then moved into her house on Monday night, and we were married within six months, so I could never be in a romance novel because I cannot tell someone my feelings. (laughs) So, Mom, I feel like this is a good time for you to chime in on uh, your meet cue. Well, Jason has me beat. Yeah, Which, is... you know, hats off to you, Jason. Yeah. Well, I, so this is how my husband and I met. I had moved to another town to go to college, and my aunt and uncle lived there. And I had a cousin my age, but he was not living at home at the time. Mm-hmm. But he had a friend that I knew really well, like mm-hmm. really well. Mm-hmm. And so I called his friend, who was also a guy, and he said, oh, a bunch of us are going out tonight do you want to go with us? And I'm like, yes. And so it was all these boys that came over. There were like three or four guys that came over to pick me up to go out. And um, my husband was one of the guys. Mm -hmm. And that's the first time we met. I don't know how cute it is, but here's the deal. This is, this is, you know, and then we knew each other for two weeks and then we got engaged. But I've said that all before. Here's the part I haven't shared of this story. So my cousin's friend, we'll call him Gary, <laughs> who the one that I called to say I was in town and I wanted to go hang out with him. So I had been in love with Gary since high school. Like, love. I loved him. <laughs> and I kept a diary all through high school and all through. And he'd gone away to college with me. Not me personally, but there was a bunch of my cousins and friends. There's a whole group of us that went away to college together. And... um. And I just, all in my diary was just how much I loved Gary. And so Gary was good friends with my husband. So I started dating my husband. We got engaged. We're going to get married. And Gary's going to be our best man at our wedding. <laughs> and since I was in love with my husband, and I didn't, he's like, can I read your diary? And I'm like, yeah, sure. I don't care. So he's reading all this stuff about how in love I am with Gary. <laughs> and, um, and so he's, he thought that was hilarious. And so the next time we were with Gary, he's like, Gary, Julie was totally in love with you. You should see her diary. She just goes on and on about how in love. And Gary's like, 
really? How come you never said anything? And so at this point, I'm like, would it make a difference? Because I, <laughs> because I can tell you now. <laughs> but apparently, they just laughed and didn't and thought it was funny. I was kind of serious, but <laughs> you know, I don't want to hurt my husband's feelings. <laughs> You know that best man of ours? Oh, yeah. I had to think for him. <laughs> but, um, she really did, but, too. I did. I was, like, really. Okay, so here's a story about Gary. When we were away at college together, I mean, like, me, my cousins, a bunch of our friends, and Gary was one of the guys. We all went away to college together. And um, I was, my birthday's early in September, so I was home alone, and Gary came over to our apartment, and he's like... So I answer the door and he's like, hey, Julie. And he just gra- grabs me and plants a kiss on me that I kid you not had me weak in the knees. And in my, in my mind, I'm remembering as him bending over me and <laughs> me arching into him. I mean, and it probably it was, was not like that at all. It probably wasn't anything like that at all, but that's what I remember. And, um, then he pulls back and says, happy birthday, girl. And she's like, God. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure I read about that in my diary (laughs) (laughs) that my husband read. My husband knows all about all this stuff. But, um, yeah, I was pretty, I was pretty enamored with good old Gary. Yeah. Um, So that was mom's meet cute with Gary. (laughs) (laughs) And then I married my husband. (laughs) la da So let's get back into this. Uh, Karen, she says, let me set the scene. It was the year 2000, and I was at a friend's housewarming party when I met my husband. I was a single teen mom, and it was only the second time I had gone out socially since my daughter was born. She was four months. I wasn't looking or expecting to meet anyone. I really thought it would be the two of us forever, like the Gilmore Girls. Mm, Sorry, I was ragging on Gilmore Girls. Uh, She (laughs) says, I went to the kitchen to get water. Breastfeeding makes you thirsty. And he was also there getting water because he was the designated driver. We started chatting, and I remember thinking he was cute and funny. After leaving the room, I hovered around the snack table awkwardly, wondering if I should approach him. That's when he came over and asked if he could see my baby, who was asleep in a bedroom. We sat in there for hours talking, and he asked if he could kiss me. When my baby woke up crying for a feed, he asked if there was anything he could do to help, which was adorable. I wrote my home phone number on a piece of paper for him. The next morning, I was skipping around the house, giddily singing Janet Jackson's The Best Things in Life Are Free when the phone rang. It was him, and the rest is history. Cute. I like it. It is cute. Sarah said, the first time I met my husband was at a bar. I was very drunk, and he was very married, and we had mutual friends, and I hated him. (laughs) In fact, (laughs) I called him an a-hole. Fast forward three years, and he was going through a divorce, and we were standing up together in our mutual friend's wedding We hung out at the wedding shower, the wedding, and he invited himself over the day after the wedding. We were married a year later ourselves. It's been 15 years. I didn't Um, know that was a thing because I call my husband an a-hole all the time. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. She does. Um, uh, Elizabeth said, I was at an art opening with my gay friend, Matt. Uh, She put gay in parentheses. I get super nervous around crowds and new people, so Matt was nice enough to come with me. But half an hour in, he got called away. I panicked, about to be left alone, when he spun me around to face another guy and said, Here, talk to him. I'll be celebrating my 10-year wedding anniversary with that stranger this month. Cute. That's cute. That's adorable. That's a good meet cute, Elizabeth. Um, Beth said, freshman year of college, I sat next to him in Spanish 101 because he was cute in, in the back row. 
winter quarter, I had class with his best friend, and then the spring, we were all in class together. We went to lunch once or twice, but didn't really start dating until the next fall. Our 30th anniversary is in next August. Cute. Um, Paige said, with a previous uh, uh, significant other, she says, my grandmother, yes, my grandmother, wanted to set me up with someone. I said, no way. Of course, like grandmothers do, she gave him my number. Huh. This is sounding like a mother I know. (laughs) Well, he called me. He had a slight British accent. That's all it took. LOL. It was my longest relationship that I have ever had. It's all about the accent. Yes, Um, it is. And this my, kind my of, husband doesn't have one, but <laughs> this I can reminded imagine. me though of like um, my brother and I were kind of in a way sort of working at the same place, and um, his boss came in, and he his boss was visiting from um, England, England, and my brother because my brother was standing there and like introduced us, and he said as soon as you heard his accent, you just like oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's like i've yeah. never seen you in like full-on flirt mode before but you were ridiculous i'm like thanks um <laughs> thanks cynthia says i met my husband in high school freshman year he was my best friend's boyfriend and i hated him we've been married for almost 21 years have five kids and my bff is still my bff 26 later 26 years later uh, Gwen's reading on Instagram said my hubby and I started dating in high school. I knew of him, but hadn't officially met him. I was wearing a wheel of fortune t-shirt. My neighbor was on the show and got a bunch of shirts. I went up to him and said, want to spin the wheel while sticking my teenage boobs out at him. <laughs> he turned bright red and sputtered. Our friends star- started laughing before one of them pulled me away. We started dating not long after that. Been married 12 years in May. I liked that one because that sounded like something I would have done. Um, Harold of Geek on Instagram said, we met at San Diego Comic-Con in 2009, which was always my my dream every time. We were, were we at San Diego Comic-Con? No, we weren't. We went the next year, was our first year. Um, That's right. We were both waiting in line to get into the Doctor Who panel with David Tennant. Um, After screaming and fangirling very, very loudly next to me, he asked for my email address, so he took out his cell phone to brace the business card so he can write my email address down. Ha ha ha. Um, I, I really did. Like, every year we went to Comic-Con, Mom and I were always like, what if you meet, like, your nerdy man <laughs> Well, of how many times here? did we have to sleep outside in a line waiting to get into a Doctor Who panel, yeah. for example? Yeah. Um, and I always thought, Ellen, you could because you become like best friends with the people around you when you're in in line all night. Yeah, right. True. Did yeah. we? It, <laughs> but we were never yeah. next to that. You know, Zach from Let's Get Textual, that nerdy hot hot guy. I know hot guy. However, we did meet Zach Levi. We did. Oh gosh, <laughs> just speaking of Zach's at Comic Con, <laughs> and my cousin made a fool of herself in front of him. She and did. That was hilarious. Um. Red Pen Princess on Instagram said, Met Hubs in an art museum. He worked there. I drank there. Museum Cafe hosted weekly happy hour. He noticed me sitting with friends. His coworker dared him to talk to me, so he wormed into my group via mutual friends. We chatted as the group disbanded and were the last two there. He said, I'm going to go get dinner. You should come with me. And I did. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she got free dinner out of the deal, so yeah. it's a win-win. Uh, mom to three boys, 08 on Instagram said, hubby and I have two. 
first online through a dating website. He said he liked Bare Naked Ladies, a band from my hometown, which mom also loved. I do love Bare Naked Ladies. Um, I sent him a smile or something, and he responded. We hit it off chatting that night and agreed to meet that Saturday at a baseball game. We were supposed to meet in... Uh, one spot, but he wasn't there. I went up to another area, and he yelled my name because he saw I was wearing that hat that I said I would be. We walked, talked through the entire game without really paying attention to the score. I still don't know the final score of the game, and he asked me to dinner afterwards. We went, and I found out we lived in the opposite sides of the subway stop, like 30 minutes walking apart. He asked if he could walk me home. 12 years married in July. And then the last one, Katie Ames Books on Instagram said, My husband interviewed me for my first job out of college. He switched to a new company not long after we started dating. My first thought when I met him at the interview, he had the hairiest hands I'd ever seen, (laughs) which became the opening line in the newspaper article about our wedding. Talk about embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) But you guys, I just really loved that. I thought that was so cute, and I couldn't even leave any of them out because I just loved them all. And uh, it was a lot of fun to hear from you guys. Um, So thanks so much for joining, again, for joining us. Uh, Again, if you would like to join us for Melt For You by JT Geisinger in one week on April 8th, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. Uh, You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at NotYourMom'sRum or on Facebook or Goodreads or email us at NotYourMom'sRomanceBookClub at gmail.com. Don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show and we just love to read them. All right. Thanks, Mom. You are welcome, Ellen. I'll see you next time and probably before then. Probably in a Uh, while. All right. All right. Bye.